Good evening, good evening, good evening. What's up, what's up? Hello, everybody. Sorry for any confusion we might have caused anybody. We don't know what happened. Some kind of glitch on the first podcast we were doing <laughs> this evening. Take two. <laughs> but anything, anything is real on the show. Uh, like I said, we don't know what happened, but we're going to continue to go with our show. And like I said, we're going to continue to go off with our prayer. So Diamond's going lead to lead us off with that. And then we're just going to dive into this tonight. All righty. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, I ask that you help myself, you help Nick, and you help anybody that chooses to partake in our discussion this evening to, you know, just speak with wisdom and not let our emotions take over. Um, I think, you know, Lord, you know, we're all very emotional about these type of really important matters, but I ask that you help reason to prevail no matter how any of us are feeling. Um, I ask that you just put a stop over our mouths if there's something we don't need to be saying, and you open the gates wide. If we do need to say something, you may my pray, amen. Amen, amen, amen. I had to say a little. I had to keep it going a little bit, kind of get, you know, get in the mood. So, uh, I think the first key point we're going to talk about tonight is about the Kyle Rittenhouse case. In the trial, we saw how everything broke down. As America, we're going to get you guys' thoughts. We're going to give you guys key points on what we thought the prosecutor could have said, it could have done. Um, we're going to talk about if this is a white or black issue. We're going to talk about uh, how this causing dividance that's already a country that's already been divided. You know what I'm saying? So it's we're gonna talk some heavy stuff, and you know we're not condemning anyone, we're not slandering anyone. We're just gonna keep it straight factual, like we always do. Uh, we we did our research just like everybody else. We watched videos over and over and over. We we didn't did as much research, library, computer searching as much as everybody else has done too. So. We respect you guys' opinion. You respect our opinion or our facts or vice versa. So, uh, Diamond, let's take it. Okay. Um, I would like to start off with the point of how already divided countries now more divided by this because it's turned into a political situation between conservatives and Republicans. And I don't think that that's helping the problem. Like, I, it's, I feel like that's creating more of an issue than there already was. Because at the end of the day, gun control laws and um, policies, it's not a left-wing or right-wing thing. It's a people thing. It's a heart thing. Um, because when there are rules that are made, the rules, it's not a, well, the rules apply to, you know, one person, but not another. It's not, it's not a right or left situation. Rules are rules, period. So it's not a political thing. It's just, it's a rule. (laughs) Politics are not something that should be part of a rule that concerns a person's safety or, um, or a person's life. Like that's not the place for politics. Um, so I think, you know, that, that divide is causing problems that aren't even necessary. 
because laws are put into place whether you know we like them or not for our safety so if we don't like them we absolutely should advocate for their change but I don't think it should be a Republican or conservative thing because I am a <laughs> what I used to consider myself a Republican and yep. born and raised in the South and um, and I am pro-gun all the way um, for the purpose of hunting and for self-defense um, against whoever you need to defend yourself against um, yep. within reason like if someone were to come into my home and threaten the life of myself or a family member I 100% believe in being able to use a gun to protect myself or my family but um, I no longer even identify as Republican <laughs> because I think both sides are just fucking it up um, yep. so I'm more of an independent but someone who you know is not a Republican someone that's you know a Democrat um, they might feel the exact same way I do about guns and yet I used to say I was a Republican and you know so that's why I don't think it's a Republican or Democrat issue I don't think it's a liberal or conservative issue I think it is a heart issue it's dealing with the hearts of man like man and woman um, just it's a heart issue because protecting yourself is a heart thing it's not a political thing so i feel like i feel like use the kyle rittenhouse trial to turn it into something that it had nothing yep. to do with yep I was about to say that just now i feel like that's the deadbeat horse you know they're using the media is using this case as a as a with a fastball to throw at us and our country's already been divided for prior situations and now this right here just even it's like now just divided us even more you know it's already destroyed as it is so us as a, as humanity it's like where, where do the faith come in you know as faith you know we have a faith in God but when do we have faith as humanity to kind of fix that where do we say okay give up I do one side give up. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. And I know for, you know, in my personal experiences, the reason I don't think it's appropriate to turn matters of gun safety um, into a political thing because gun safety has personally affected my life. Um, I lost my father to um, the use of a gun. Um, an officer took the life of my father and my father was doing something he shouldn't have done but what my father was doing um, he was absolutely in no way a threat to the officer's life and yet that officer's gun refused to take his life that's personal to me that's a heart thing on the part of that officer and the choice that he made it had nothing to do with his politics at the time that he pulled the trigger um, another incident happened actually just a few months ago um, in August of this year. Um, my brother's, um, I don't like the term baby mama, but um, the mother of his children, um, and they had been together, you know, on again, off again, but from those part on, 
um, for almost eight years. And here in Oklahoma, it's a seven-year common law marriage. They were common law married. Uh, but, you know, she made false allegations that really hurt my family. And then she took it a step fa- further and she pointed a loaded gun at myself and my brother in a moving vehicle. Um, and she was in another vehicle doing this. Um, and she wrapped the gun with us on the phone. Um, so yeah. we knew it was loaded. Um, and she got away with it. There's an active warrant for her arrest. And my brother has had to call the police on her a number of times since that incident. And uh, they knew that she had a warrant at the time that they showed up and they never arrested her. Um, so gun violence, again, in that situation, that was a heart thing on her part. That she put the lives um, of two people at risk. Um, potentially putting others at risk because we were in a moving vehicle and had I crashed my vehicle others could have been hurt as well in traffic yeah um that was a hard decision that she made that had nothing to do with her political um so to me it is um just it's, it's very sad that we are already a divided country now using politics to divide us on yet another matter and did you see what uh you see that how uh Kamala Harris con- uh went over uh Joe Biden's statement about the Kyle Rittenhouse? They both believe I- they both believe in two different uh settings. So obviously Joe Biden's uh upset about it. And then uh it's like it feels like Kamala Harris is like all for it. They're talking about it today on uh, on Fox News today. It was it was crazy. Dang, bro. Like, and yet they're from the same political party. Yeah. So. And that's what people are missing. Pe- people don't look. It's not politics. People don't look. You, you know, can, people. It's one side. Yeah, you can be from the same political party, or you can be from different political parties, and agree that this issue is about this and not about that or disagree like that's it's not a political thing it's a heart thing at the end of the day because each person who chooses to inappropriately use a gun that is a choice that they've made within themselves they're not thinking about their political affiliations at the time that they choose to misuse a weapon exactly and I want people to think now. Everybody is for Joe Biden, and but you got Kamala Harris. You know Kamala Harris. I mean Kamala, Kamala, whatever her name is. Uh, I think her name is beautiful. Side note, but I still have yet to figure out how to say it. So I would like her to go on the record someday and tell us how to appropriately say her name, kind of like um, uh, Ariana Grande uh, went on record. Grande. It's not Ariana Grande. She went on record and said it's Ariana Grande. But she doesn't correct anyone because so many people say it the wrong way that she just is like, eh, it's just easier to let them say it wrong. So that's totally side note, (laughs) y'all. But I really would like her to go on record and tell us, is it Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris? How do you say it? Kamala, 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 Kamala. Come get your camera cigarettes. 
<laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, I'm looking at her. I'm looking up her statement right now. Uh, her cow statement right now. I already have uh, Joe Harris pulled up. Oh, I say Joe Harris. Joe Biden. My bad. He look like a damn Harris. He probably don't. He probably forgot that his name is Biden anyway. <laughs> He said that the verdict uh, basically contradicts what he was saying, which he, what he was saying today, like she doesn't agree with him. She said that the verdict shows the uh, criminal justice system needs to be more, you know, equitable. So she she blames she blames the system. And Joe Biden goes, our verdict was angry and concerned, myself included. We must acknowledge that the jury has spoken. I ran a promise to bring America together because I believe that what unites us is far greater than what divides us. He sounds like somebody wrote this statement. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, um, that sounds like the most uh, irritating oh, thing to possibly hear because it's like I refer to it as politicians. And I just, I don't like any politician that can't, you know, get off their for just a Like, I think that's just such a, uh, it's like he said, type of way of approaching this whole thing. Like, that's a fence sitter approach to me. Like, that is a fence sitter response all the way. And he also and says, like, I stand oh, I'm, by I'm, what the I'm enraged, I'm angry, but let's not, you know, let's not be upset with the judicial system and how they chose to handle it. No. Exactly. It's, it's one or the other. Are you upset and you want change or are you siding with the judicial system and supporting Both. it? Which is it? Don't be offensive. Both. Because at the end of the day, that jury was wrong in the decisions that they made. But I saw um, when walking the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, um, I was watching on something called an app on the, you know, the smart TV called uh, Court TV. Um, yeah. And uh, like the little notes at the bottom of the screen. And um, one of them said, one of the notes was, uh, how did they put it? Um, uh, it said basically something along the lines of the judge basically forced the jury into the decision that they had by the rules that he set up for them to use to determine whether or not Kyle Rittenhouse was guilty or innocent. Um, because he told them, oh, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. Basically forcing them into the corner that made it so that their only option was to declare him innocent. Um, and I kind of, to a certain degree, agree with that because he dropped the, the charges um, that addressed his illegal gun use. Um, and I think had he not done that, the verdict might have been different. Um, but at the same time, if you don't change these laws that promote a white supremacist way of thinking, the jury is going to continue to vote in a way that still promotes white supremacist ways of thinking by allowing people to get away with crimes they should not be allowed to get away with so it's just an endless cycle the judiciary system is messed up because the laws are messed up and the judiciary system is not going to get any better and equal justice is not going to prevail until the laws change exactly 
and we gotta make those change. So we gotta make that change. So I think so that he also said. Of... He also oh, said, go ahead. He said he goes. I stand by what the jury has concluded. The jury system works, and we have to abide by it. He goes. Uh, well, I've heard again. Ocean will leave my, many Americans fully concerned. Myself included. We must acknowledge that the jury has spoken. I know that we're not going to heal our country's wounds overnight, but I remain steadfast in my commitment to do everything in my power to ensure that every American is treated equally, with fairness and dignity, under the law. He contended. He uh he contended. Hmm. See, the, I the think that's the law, man, for, You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? The, when they when they say the law, like. You gotta make You're sure that we're treated fairly under the law. The 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 law is not made for black people. It's not made for for minorities. Yeah. You, you go you because go look we at it because it's been many instances. Three, we were considered three fifths of a person when these laws were made. Exactly. They weren't made for us. So no, we're not obligated to abide by these laws, which is fine for, and that's why it was fine for him to say that because uh, he was talking about a white boy that got away with it because these laws were made to protect that white boy. Yep. And they so that, that just takes us into that takes us into our next point of was this a black or white issue? And yep. uh, Nick, you and I had been discussing before we came on to uh, the podcast this evening. Um, there is not one um, trial of a young black person, male or female, that was 17 at the age that they committed the crime or the supposed crime um, that Kyle Rittenhouse committed that was ever acquitted. Never, ever, 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 ever on record. There is not one single case not of one. a young okay. black person and I don't want to get 17 for all years the, old. And for all the antagonizers and all that out there, we have done our research. We have looked. I have even went to the library myself and looked to see if there was any 17-year-old. The youngest person ever to get convicted of a crime was when a little boy has whistled at a white woman. You know what happened to him? He got hung. So I don't want to hear, well, he was acquitted. People, no, no, I don't want to hear it. No. I don't want to hear it. There was I don't never an acquittal. Never. There, there might have been a lesser sentence. They might have dropped the sentence to something lesser. But there has never once been an acquittal, ever, 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 even when they were actually defending themselves, like even when the law literally proved that they were defending themselves, they still Still had some kind of a sentence to serve, whether it was probation or Mm -hmm. community service or whatever it was. So that's why I say that puts us into our next point of, you know, these laws were not created for us. So when Biden says that we must abide by the jury's decision, no, uh, white people must abide by the jury's decision because these laws are for you. Minorities, people of color, if you want to just be honest and somebody could say, oh, well, you're inciting violence or whatever, whatever, whatever. You take it how you want it, honey, because I'm going to say it how I mean it. Technically, I'm three-fifths of a person according to your laws. Therefore, I'm not obligated (laughs) to to abide by your law. Now, if you want me to abide by that, you better make me a whole damn person. Make me a whole person. 
law. Make me a whole person under the law and you will have my full and complete commitment to abide by your laws. Until then, I'm not obligated to abide by your laws. If you want me to, you're going to have to make me a whole person under your laws. And so that's where you get into, okay, this is a black issue or this is a white issue. Because it's like I said, it's these laws were not meant for us. They were now, meant to keep us out. Now to hit on that statement, hit on that statement. I was just talking about this a couple of nights ago. I said that somebody asked me, I think it was one of my family members. I'm not going to say the name out loud. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say it. But we had this, uh, we had a discussion and we talked about it all day yesterday. All day yesterday, had his point. He, he saw my point. You're going back and forth. And I said, you know what? What it comes down to, I said, I think the reason why it is a black and white issue is because every time a white boy do something, stupid white man do something, or something like just a Caucasian do something, it feels like they don't, they feel like they get off with everything. And I said, so when my, you know, my black, I'm 17 or my brother 20 or whoever, another black man or another black woman do something, we get the extremists. We just want to be treated fairly. You get what I'm saying? Like treated fairly. Yeah. And that's why it's the black and white. That's why we always say it's a black and white thing. Because we still yeah. get like we see this dude murdered people on TV. And he didn't get nothing. Not one charge. I mean, dude, not one charge. And here's the thing you see this kid as a hero. You see this kid as a hero. And we see that as like, what? It's like a slap in the face. It's like, what? He didn't get shit. But let that be us. We we won't see a trial. You get what I'm saying? Exactly. We won't see it, we we won't we, we won't see a trial. We wouldn't have got arrested. We'd have been da, 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 on the spot, and then we then would have been labeled on media the next day. Local exactly. crazy we black man. We would have been considered an active shooter. And here's the thing: one black we active want shooter, crazy black we man. want to be considered a whole person. You know, we don't want to be considered three-fifths of a person. So we choose to abide by the white man's laws. So we can prove to them we are deserving of being a whole person under your law. And two, Kyle Rittenhouse did what he did. Then he went off and said, oh, I shot two white people. Walked past several officers and turned himself in the next morning. Now... Had that been a black 17-year-old boy? And he was allowed to drink. Mind you guys, he was allowed to drink. He went to a bar. He went to a bar with his mom and dad. Well, had it been been a black 17-year-old boy who shot two white people, then walked off and said, I shot two white people, walked past two officers, two officers and one officer, any amount of officers, with an AR-15 in his hands, he would have been considered an active shooter. Right then and there, he would have been considered an active shooter. So why was Kyle Rittenhouse not considered an active shooter that night? Boom. Brown facts. That is why it's black, white. Nah. That, That in and of itself is enough to make, should make any sane person go, what is wrong with this picture? He would have been immediately detained. He would have been roughed up. 
like the, the, that that's the problem for me well that's one of the many problems for me it's just that say, wanna, situation yeah, one of the many problems <laughs> that that's my frustration it's like i want to abide by the laws that this country has set forth but i don't want to be i don't want to continue to perpetuate that it's okay for these laws to only apply to one skin color so then what is my option after that? If I don't want to keep allowing that to be okay, what do I do? Do I keep trying to talk to these people? Do I keep trying to convince these, this, this country as a whole that, hey, hey, I'm a person, I'm a person, I'm a person, you know? Treat me the same way you treat everyone that looks white um, according to your laws. Or do I, you know, buck the system and say, fuck the system let's just like let's just abolish all of this let's just get rid of all of this let's just let's just destroy all of it like let's not follow your rules let's let's make up our own rules and do what we want like what what do we do because there are some that say keep on you know fighting the good fight you know keep having discussions you know keep being you know above board in everything that you do and then there are others who are like well we've been doing that and that's not working so now it's time to make our own rules make our own laws and that's where you get into the vigilantism that's that's where that comes into play Kyle that's why i was just about to say that i was just about to came say that out there first he claimed that he was going to protect property. Uh-huh. Well, let me be very clear about something. Property is let's get it. It's inanimate objects. It's not a person. Property is nope. a thing. It's not a person. So you can't claim self-defense against things when you're protecting things. That's not self-defense. You're protecting something that is not a person. So you have no right. And to mind you, you are not. You are protecting business. He said he was protecting business. Okay, that's what he's saying. I'm protecting this bit, this business, this this specific business. He didn't say he's protecting multiple business. I watched the video many, many, many times, just like everybody else. He said this specific business, this business that he was sitting in front of, that post. That's what he said. Go ahead, Diamond. Make his name. As far as that goes, it's like okay, where well, you weren't employed as a security by this company. So you can't claim self-defense in that because you weren't even hired to be there. No one asked you to be there. You answered a post that was posted on social media. And and even deeper than that, he actually technically didn't answer a post that was posted on social media because the friend who purchased the gun for him was a 19-year-old boy who happened to be his friend who came to him and asked him, will you help me protect this place? Yep. So you can't claim self-defense in that situation. And then secondly, sorry, my mouth is getting so dry with, you know, doing all this talk. I thought I was drinking water. Your, your right to claim self-defense goes out the window when you change your story. You changed your story from that to, oh, 
Well, I um, used to be a uh, firefighter cadet before COVID-19. And so I was going out there to provide, to render medical aid to the protesters and rioters that were in need. Honey, you showed up with a backpack and an AR-15. You didn't have a bandage because had you had that medical equipment, that would have been brought forth in your trial to prove your innocence. Hey, this is what I was out Mm. for. This is all Mm. I showed up with. I showed up with first aid equipment and yes, I did bring an AR-15, but that was for an extreme situation if it were to come up. No, honey, you showed up with a backpack. You showed up with the backpack that had ammunition in it and an AR-15. That's what you showed up with. So, that's the second reason your your claim to self-defense is completely negated like it's 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 it doesn't exist it's just a load of crap but had a black boy or a black girl at that same age made those same claims every argument that i have now would have been argued in court, it would have been like, well, where where was your first aid? Where was your first aid equipment? If you claim that that's what you showed up with, what was your first? They would have been crucified. I guarantee you they would ask my black ass, where's your proof at? Where's your documents? Where's your proof? Where's where, where's all this equipment? Where's it at? So, why was not in the trial? I don't know. Not only that, but... I actually, I read an article tonight that said that the young man, his name is um, Black. His last name is Black. Um, and he's a white young man. Yeah, Dominic. He's a friend. Black. Yes. Um, but he's the friend of Kyle Rittenhouse who actually purchased the gun. He currently could be charged with, I believe, the, the, the maximum is 25 years for supplying for, the gun to him. Because for applying he purchased yes, applying. the gun. Yeah. He took... Kyle Rittenhouse's money, purchased the gun, registered the gun in his own name, then turned it over to the minor. And so for me, it's kind of like y'all planned this kill. Like y'all plan y'all, it's like to me, by you saying that, it's like you, it's like they planned to go to this event to hurt someone. They were looking for trouble. And that's why I said it shouldn't be no self-defense case. You planned so that. My thing is, I don't necessarily think that his friend had the intention to hurt people. I think his friend did have the intention to cause mischief. Absolutely. They're going to say, that. yeah, mischief. Because Ms. that article um, that I read, um, it was in the, what was that? I think it was NBC. Um, it was an article on there. Um, it said that. Um, the friend was concerned. He didn't even want to give um, Kyle the AR-15 that night because he was concerned that Kyle was going to misuse it. And he said the only reason that he did is because had he told Kyle that he didn't think he should have that gun that night, Kyle would have thrown a fit. And that was a direct quote. Kyle would have, like, all hell would have broke loose because Kyle would have thrown the biggest fucking tantrum on the face of the planet if he didn't get his gun he paid for. And being a 19-year-old kid who doesn't think through his decisions clearly because, uh, and especially in males, 
um, the, the part of the brain that tells you to stop doing stupid shit doesn't fully develop until you're 25 in the male brain. So that part of his brain couldn't even kick in all the way. Yes, it could kick in just enough to bother him about what he was doing, but not enough to like really be like, oh no, let me not do this. That part of his brain didn't even fully kick in. So no, no this is a stupid freaking decision. It kicked in just enough to make him feel uncomfortable. So that's my other thing is like, even if it's kicking in just enough to make you feel uncomfortable, don't do it. But why is the friend getting ready to face potentially 25 years in prison for supplying the weapon? And yet Kyle's getting away scot-free with everything. Even the charges about him having the weapon illegally got completely dropped. Like that's like both of you. That what's going on? That's like that's like me, you, and Bob hear that is robbing the bank and then we the cops see us just run full off bank with the money and they arrest Bob. That's what it's like. <laughs> that's what exactly what it's like. He's like, well, here's you guys. You take the rope. You take the map. Like this makes no, no sense. sense to me at all. And you know, I feel like that could be a great segue into the next point on gun control and gun laws. Um, now, as I stated previously, I'm. 100% pro-gun <laughs> absolutely and uh, I think you should be able to open carry and I also think you should be able to conceal carry um, yep. 100% um, and I also think you know me being pro-gun I also think you should have like you should have background check I think you have you should pass a psychological uh, uh, test you know what I'm saying like, you have to feel I feel like you shouldn't have any Think on your background that can that can result in violence or assault on your background for you to get a gun. That's what I think. But I still feel like you should have your conceal and I still feel like you should have to open the carry. I just feel like it should yeah. be a little bit stricter. I think, you know, in that regard, the needing to have a background check um, clear before you can have a gun, that's a spotty issue again because these laws are not meant for us because there are so many minorities that have been convicted of felonies that are innocent or that, that are innocent they weren't yeah, really right. felonies and yet because they were wrongfully convicted wrongfully charged they can't get a gun they can't have a gun even though they don't have a violent bone in their body so I but see that's why see that, that's why I didn't say felon. See that's why I didn't say felon. I just said violent like violent assault. If if I if somebody took my record right now and I and I went to jail for you know for fucking down there like six assault charges, uh, weapon charges, you know something like that. I think if I see that background check come to me, I'm not gonna say all right, dude, you can get a gun. You get what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Because yeah. I don't believe you know I have friends and you know. I have friends that are felons and they and and they have drug charges and I and I still feel like they changed their life. You know they don't do drugs anymore. They had they married, they have a family, and he deserved to have a gun to protect his home. He should, he, should be, yep. he should be able to stand his ground in his home if he had an incident. You get what I'm saying? And I don't care if he was a felon for some for some drugs. He's a difference. If it's if it's exactly if they, if they had does not equate violence. You get what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? You know I I don't think rapists should have him. I you know I think. The laws, I think the laws are not strict on on sex offenders, but it's strict. They strict on you know 
drugs and whatever like that. And I think sex offenders shouldn't have weapons. You get what I'm saying? I don't think they should have a, a right to a gun. So it's just certain certain nicks I will pick. You know, I, it had to be, you know. Exactly. And that's that's the uh, that, that's the tough part about gun control laws. Yeah. The law can be manipulated in so many different directions. In so many different ways. But that's very, very hard. So I understand why there's still that constant fight about gun control laws. And I think that that fight should continue until we do get it right. Um, yeah. So I absolutely am in support of I don't think we should rush continuing it. I don't the discussions. We, yeah, it needs to be continued discussions even even through the next, you know, next, you know, maybe maybe seven to ten, ten years. You know, it, it might take a while for it, we can actually agree on something because it has to be fair to all, to all citizens. And to all citizens, I'm talking about black citizens of white, Asian, Mexican, whatever, uh, you know, Native American, all that. It needs to be fair yep. for all of them. Exactly. And, felons uh, and non-felons because yeah. you can have a felony for a charge that has nothing to do with a gun. Yep. And that so. shouldn't determine your right to have one or not. Um, it should truly determine, and, 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 and even felons of violence, there should still be certain laws that allow them to have a gun or not have a gun. Like, I mm. think that there should be what is sub-laws, um, I guess would be the correct way to put it. Because, um, you know, I could be a felon for a, a violent charge, yes, but I could be innocent. There could have been insufficient proof. I could have been falsely accused. Like there are different levels to that. So I think, um, yeah, there still needs to be more communication about the gun laws. But and and and, and uh, and, for, and like you know, just with laws in general, you know, I was talking to with my dad one day, and it's just just one of those talks, you know, when you know, I had questions. I'm like, hey, dad, I need to. It, I need to ask you a question. It has to be some type of way that I can protect black people, like the black community. And I'm talking about the black community because I love my black people. And that's my kids are black. I mean, they're mixed, but they're considered black. So I look out at things from their point of view in the future. And I'm like, man, it has to be something that I can protect them from the future. I don't want them going through the same shit I had to go through with the dang government and our laws and shit like that. So ask my dad, hey, man, it got to be something that I can, we can, not me, but like, us as black community or or a squad or not a militia or like a like real like real powerful black people can make it like you know have a bang or like have our own laws that really like that are really for black people because we we go through so much crap as a community we get shitted on so many times as a community and we we do the same crimes you know as the white community and we get punished harder like what, what is what can I what can we do not I but what can what, like what can we do as powerful people I know we got powerful black people my dad goes well you know we got like LeBron and you got like people that are actually, that are trying to do things that way but mm-hmm. they don't have enough like we don't have enough of powerful black people to do that and he goes you know if every powerful black person put aside 10 billion 10 million dollars in like in this one bank and you guys can invest into your own laws he goes that that's gonna take decades but he goes you know like, maybe you can Applaud that to powerful people, you know, in our community. And I'm just like, like, do we do we take our taxes? You know, is is our money our money is paying for these laws that are hurting us? You know, I told him that. I yeah. Mean, we we these laws that we that that we have or that we're that we're three fifth of, we pay for that. We're we're paying for our fuck up. We're paying for our downfall. Then 
we we not paying for anything to really protect us. We're we're yeah. getting fucked on both ends. So there is so what- this organization. It's called the National African American Gun Association. Um, okay. And I actually I found them through Facebook actually, and um, it took me to like this YouTube video of the founder um, of the organization, and he was you know talking about. Um, you know, what their mission is and those type of things. I really think everyone should, you know, definitely go and research the organization. Um, There is a certain amount of money that you need to pay to become a member of the organization. So what Um, is it again? It's called the National African American Gun Association. Um, So I think that's a step in the the right direction. Um, And I, I am a personal advocate for um, there being militia groups for our people because there used to be. It's called the Black Panther Party. Yeah, the Black Panther, yeah. Yeah, I would say, yeah, I know that. Um, <laughs> Black Panther Party. And, you know, the FBI abolished that party. Um, and uh, let's just speak frank here because I'm just the frank person. Um, <laughs> you're never gonna abolish a movement because it was more than just an organization it was a movement of our people and the fbi the cia the whatever the whatever will never ever abolish a movement that is a good movement um and the black panther party is a movement for our people that's a good movement for our people so it's never gonna be abolished um, and if they think that, then they're loco. Um, but I do think that um, maybe if we brought back um, the party, the Black Panther Party, um, I absolutely think that uh, there could be some good changes in that. Um, but um, that's that's a that's a it's a situation that shouldn't be complicated but it is complicated because so many things can go wrong when you create these militia groups that are specifically for the protection of a people not for the destruction of a people but for the protection of a people there's so many things that come into play that can complicate those situations that can complicate yep. those militia groups um and as we've seen with white militia groups um so many things can become a problem um so i think you know you know what's crazy i follow a uh a white militia group out here and you know utah right now uh they don't think i follow them but i do and i see some of the things that they say on there about us and, it, and it's like they it's like basically how they word it is how they word it and, I, and i'm catching game it's like a little it's a, it's a toy they they are they are literally on the great area of the law uh, mm-hmm. uh, especially out here they are riding the great the great line <laughs> definitely uh and just some of the things that we stand by is, you know, self-defense and we have the right to protect our community and we have the right to to uh, help uh, help another American citizen and certain things that certain words and certain things that they say until until they they uh, they motto and they, you know, and uh, and what they do and, you know, what they do. It's it's like, hmm, 
but you go to look at that in the Black Panther, they made us seem like we were, you know, terrorists and, you know, and... Yeah. And, and that's why I say it can be so complicated because yeah. those who might be considered overly zealous can bring about a bad reputation. Yeah. For I mean, you just, um, but you just black look at... Or white. But you just see, and that brings us to the next topic I had a discussion on is the, the, BL, the BLM, you know, uh, I remember people people telling me like, well, Nick, you guys, you and Diamond are probably, you know, they definitely said it. You and Diamond can probably make this a Black Lives Matter uh, situation, and I'm like, you know, no, because you know the Black Lives Matter movement when when the Jake Blake uh, the 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 situation happened, they came out there and they voiced they they voiced their frustration with their voice. I don't think any of the Black Lives Matter the black people that showed up at that time. Uh, had any weapons they were angry that it was going on so they they used a voice and i said and i said black people yeah. had already left is that is what i'm trying to tell people black people are already gone they were gone by the time the situation happened uh what what time did the cop like what time what time did they even move because the cops didn't move but they're like oh you guys can push up the push the ride up to where uh the written house you know written house and that guys were at the cops wasn't there at first. They was pushing the riot up to them on the on the street, up up the street. Mm-hmm. And so I was letting you know, everybody know that. I say the way that we make it a Black Lives Matter issue. I'm sorry. Have you looked at the color of either one of our skin? <laughs> we are black. Have, have 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 you looked at it lately? Because I mean, that's what it is. Like black people were gone. The people in this movement for Black Lives Matter were gone at the time that Kyle Rittenhouse made the decisions that he made. This was a group of white, overly people. zealous people. And so, if they were representing, as much gets my point, they were. If they say they was out there for Black Lives Matter movement, into my eyes, yes, you can advocate for us. You can, you know, you can fight by our side. But you're, that's not black. That's not BLM. You get what I'm saying? You're, you're, so you, got, you got groups allyship. out there. Those that are allies Thank you. to the Thank movement. You. Thank you. Just like, just like anything else, you know, just like anything else. So I want people to stop saying, "Oh, we, they're making Black Lives Matter, uh, Matter move, uh, movement look stupid and and making nobody want to work with them." I said that's not us because you seen if you seen the Black Lives Matter movement out there, they. Did what they, they they started their you know they started their, their protest peacefully they raised their voice peacefully and then the cops and and they had another group out there already stirring up trouble they had weapons already we didn't they didn't have weapons you get what I'm saying I keep saying we've got my people you know my my black people we didn't have weapons we didn't have any weapons so stop saying that it's Black Lives Matters movement that are causing these riots in these different towns yes we are upset yes there are, people have different reactions. But you got to understand that there are people that are inside our group that are using us to paint us a bad a, a bad picture, and that's what you have to exactly. understand. Exactly. So, any other situation. So bringing it back around to gun control, like you can have any type of militia group, any type of organization that deals with guns that can try to help push 
gun control laws in a more positive direction but you have to keep the conversation open on either end on the side of black people and on the side of white people but you also have to understand black people thank aren't you gonna be some found you. anymore um if you expect us to abide by your laws that weren't created for us we're going to start coming to the table with a louder opinion our voices aren't necessarily as quiet as they used to be. And the white people are going to have to get comfortable with that if they want these conversations to continue to happen. Because what you're going to ultimately end up with if you don't want these conversations to continue to happen is you're going to end up with a lot more gun violence. Because people are going to say, okay, well, if you're not listening to us, let's show you what we're talking about. And that's not the direction that we want this to go in. I don't think that is the direction. I have of- a question for the people. And maybe maybe you guys can ask, maybe America or whoever, I don't really care. Even police officer. I, I mean, as a matter of fact, I do want it from a police officer. I want, it, I want it from a retired police officer or I want it from a chief or a sergeant, detective, anything. I want to understand when a situation happens and Black Lives Matter or Black people want to go out there and say they peace, why you guys so fearful of that? Like, you guys are so fearful of our voice, you come out there with weapons. You get what I'm saying? Why are you so... What, what makes us so dangerous? Like, what makes you want to just pull out your gun? So, are you that Rather fearful? Than you like, take the, like it, it goes a little deeper than that, too. Like, why do you choose your gun over your taser? Yeah, but at but, these protests, would you would you, you would you be your fearful over your taser? Would you be fearful though if I had a gun? Like if, if my Black Lives Matter people, uh, Black Lives Matter movement, they all have weapons. That means that we're even more dangerous then, because you already got your weapon on. You got you got your weapon on us already when when we're unarmed. So now, can you picture if we had our weapons? Just like y'all, if we was tooted and booted, just like y'all, can you picture that? Is that is that's why you're so afraid? You, you're afraid that we can become like that, tooted and booted, just like the other side. People don't think about that. Think about yeah. that for a second. We're using we're using our voices. We're using signs. We're marching, just like Martin Luther King used to march. We're marching. And that's what I'm trying. That's what I try to explain to people. But don't misinterpret that for thinking that we won't quickly become the next Malcolm X. Exactly. Because we will. And, that's what, and that's we can. We're choosing not to because we want to continue these conversations without having to prove our point in a more physical way. Exactly. We want we're, to we're, show you, hey, we, want to we show can you do this in a voices. way that doesn't require anybody getting hurt. Exactly. But we're at the talk, end of the day, but at the end of the day, this is a war that we're fighting. Whether we want to acknowledge that that's what it is, that's what it is. Um, for instance, like the Cold Wars, those were wars. People may not like to refer to it, but that's what they were. But they were using their their voices for those wars. But so, like, I'm not trying to, and I'm not trying to say anything. I don't want people to misconstrue what I'm saying. Is my 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 point is this. Is, but the point is this that we're getting to is you guys are pushing like the I'm gonna say you know I'm gonna say the white supremacist side or whatever like that whatever side you want to choose 
Black Lives Matter movement is using their voice to we're using our voice to get a message across. We just want to be treated fairly. We want to be treated like American. We we don't want to be treated three fifth uh, three fifth. We want to be treated whole. We want to be treated equally, and we and it was we want and we're doing it peacefully. And you're trying and you're fighting with us. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, you're fighting with us. And 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 gun control laws is definitely an area in which we want to we want to stay peaceful. We want to have open dialogue. Um, and Nick is so much more of the politically correct person between the two of us. Um, and I applaud Nick for that. I applaud you 100% for that. Um, <laughs> I used to be so much like you um, and my political correctness. Um, so I applaud you, Nick. We're trying to reassure our audience, especially our audience that thinks that we don't know that there are audience, specifically police departments. Um, and giving them assurance that, hey, we're not out here trying to incite violence. We're, you know, we're not trying to advocate, you know, for people to just go all willy nilly crazy and whatnot. Um, I applaud you for doing that because I don't have that in me anymore. I don't have the kiss assery in me anymore. But I think it's important in these discussions for somebody to have that in them. Because I think it helps. Um, maintain that level of calmness um, that is really necessary to keep conversations going. Um, because you know me, Nick. I'm, I'm, I'm a conversationalist until conversation ain't working no more. And that's and see, uh, and that's what I'm saying. Is you know what I'm saying is we're we've been conversating. We've been conversating for years. You know. We've been look at all the look at all the leaders that they took from us that have been conversating for years that have been been talking and and and, and preaching for years on treating us like fair treating us fairly. So when does it do, do they ever think? Oh my gosh, what is going to happen when they are shooting and booted like us? Because look what's going on now. I mean, look, people are tired. People are tired. Look what this Kyle Rittenhouse case has done already. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Look what it's done already. This he he has he's been his charge has been dropped what two days ago? Yep. And, and we're look what happened two days later. Having protests all over the country. All over the country. And that's these protests not, are not all over about the Yeah, and these protests are not about political affiliations. These protests are about people's lives because your policies on gun control have made it so that a white person can take the life of a white person or a black person and the law does not apply to them. That's what it's like. That's why people are out there protesting. Because you took the laws and you twisted them around to benefit a white boy. You twisted it. But if this had been a black boy, you wouldn't have done that. You You twisted it. You would have executed you would have executed me. Me and my dad broke it down. He was like, son, this case is the like it's the most. It just shows you how it, the system is just so jacked up. My dad was upset, and when my dad's upset, he gets very passionate. And so we have these passionate conversations. And he goes, "Son, I couldn't take you from uh, Las Vegas, Clark County, to Washington, uh, Washington County, and, and with a, with a, with a gun. 
I couldn't I couldn't have done that. My I, I wouldn't have had my son come home the next day. You'd have been all blasted all over the news as an after shooter or crazy black man. It would have been black man. Not black teenager, black man. They'd have criminated mm-hmm. you so hard, you'd have put your name in the dirt, not knowing that you're a loving father, not knowing that you're a husband, not knowing that you work hard for your business, not knowing you do this, not knowing that you you do this and do that and do that. You'd be slandered all over the media. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that is true. Definitely true. And I'm a type of person, you know, I, I have my I have I have my license. I protect myself, I protect my family. And uh, I still keep it safe because I don't want them to come over here and say that I'm doing something wrong. And that, and that, and I shouldn't have to feel that way as a citizen of America. I should be able to walk proud, proud, just like the next man that has his weapon walking down the street and his rifle walking down the street, just with there's no care in the world. I should be able to do the same thing. I should have to fear and get stopped and say he has a gun, and then my life is gone. Exactly. And I just feel like as an advocate for um, gun being pro-gun you know because clearly Kyle Rittenhouse is pro-gun pro-gun I feel like you know we also have to think that you know perception is reality what people perceive is going to be their reality carrying around an AR-15 in an already volatile situation how does that look that looks but like you're bringing you're guns violence. he brung they brung it I don't looks understand like it. Yes. It looked like they, he was. It looked like he was promoting unnecessary violence because you don't. You know that saying: you don't bring a gun to a knife fight a knife or whatever. Fight. Like you, it needs to be appropriate. Like, okay, if you felt like you needed to bring a gun, why not a handgun? Just That's what as I'm effective. Saying. Just yeah, as effective. In fact, more effective because it's an AR-15. It's a little easier to miss your shot when you're in a intense situation like that than versus having a handgun in which you can take your time and aim a little bit. Like, it's just different. It's different. So perception is reality. And you're making those who already don't support guns, you're giving them even more of a reason to not support guns just based off of the fact of the type of weapon you chose to bring. So you did a disservice to the pro-gun movement. You did a disservice to that movement. And that's just sickening to me. Because you set you know that funny? movement behind. You know what's funny? What? Is that when you when you watch him on stand and he's doing uh, Kyle Rittenhouse doing this uh, he's doing his testimony, whatever like that, um, and he's being questioned or whatever, and he's saying that he was there to protect, he was there to give medic whatever like that. So I'm we, you know we watch the video. I just I probably watched the video at least a thousand times, and uh, when he shot the first guy, the first time, you know in the video he actually pulled out his phone, he pulled out his phone, looking like he's trying to make call 911. Now, in an instant, if you shot somebody four times and you pull your phone out, that lets you know in your brain, your brain lets you know that you just shot someone. So even if self-defense, you're trying to help some you're trying to help that man, right? Mm-hmm. So what at what at that point, you should have withdrawn your gun and got help. Like you said you was. 
Like he said he was. And on the video, it shows that. You think I'm lying. You see the video again. And you see him pull out a, a, a cell phone. He's, he's at the body. He's at the guy looking down like, I shot this guy. I shot this guy. So after that, you run again. And you turn around. And then you shoot another guy because the guy tried to disarm you. The guy is not hitting him. You see the guy running and trying to disarm the gun from Kyle when Kyle fell. And then he shoots. So at what point did you realize that you murdered this guy or murdered the other guy too? You get what I'm saying? So when yeah. at what point at what point when do self-defense kick in? That's why to me, and I keep it real like everybody else, that's why to me on the stand I feel like he they rehearsed this. Yeah. I, oh they absolutely they, re- they absolutely did. They Just rehearsed like the it? whole fucking crying and breaking down on scene. All rehearsed, all rehearsed. Was- Rehearsed, absolutely. And the video that you see in court is edited. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. It's, it's not, not the, the same, same video. Kid who now it's, it's I, edited. Okay, so the argument can be made. Lot. Oh well, he shot the person. Some could say, well, he shot too many times. That was excessive. Okay, so I will say you this, can say that in a situation like that, where if you do feel like you have to defend yourself. Adrenaline is going to kick in. You could pull that trigger too many times and you're not intentionally trying to pull the trigger that many times. It's adrenaline. And when you're truly fighting for your life, you never know exactly how you're going to react. But it's the fact that he did it and then he ran off and then he did it again. And it's the fact that he didn't have what I'm at what point? At what point does he call self-defense? Because if you watch the video, like everybody else, I didn't watch the first video that happened of the date, the day of the shooting. And it was just like a, hold on. Ooh, mouth dry. Sorry. Ah. Mm. All right, too. All right, so it's like the first video is, is, is a, it happened of the day, you know, the day of the Jake Blake. It just shows him running around the truck, coming back down. And when you see him running around the truck, coming down, you see in the video that's not a bat, that's not a chain, it's not a it's not a uh, a Martov, it's nothing that really caused harm. It looked like somebody threw a bag of chips, um, bag of chips, and like maybe like some a can of soda. It look like it's like an orange can of soda on the ground. You can see the, I'm paused right now. You can see the bag, and so a bag's not gonna kill you. It may, it's just not gonna kill you. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he said he got his medic bag on him, and his medic bag is like an army bag. And then he's at the body of the first guy that he shot. And there's another guy next to him trying to disarm disarm the guns from Kyle. So I want to know at what point doing that whole debacle right there was self-defense. Because that looks like full-on excessive murder to me. Like he's like like excessive shooting. He shot four times. You get what I'm saying? That's what it looks like to me. You watch it over and over and over. That close of a range, you don't need to shoot four times. One time is enough. That's what I'm saying. Especially if you saw this man, you, he said that he turned around and he threw what he looked like was a chain. He said it on, on the stand. What he looked like, it was a chain that was thrown at me. But you look, and if anybody's looking, that is a bag of food. Like food, like somebody went to the store. Like chips and soda. So, sir, that's not going to hurt you to the point that you have to shoot four times. Maybe shoot in the air as a warning or shoot at his foot or something. You, At that time, you still can calculate your thinking critical thinking you still can we're human and our brain works really really fast even under pressure so 
And that's just, yep. that's just that's just been examined. That's just science. You think I'm lying? Then and it's not just that. It's that if he's claiming that he used to be a firefighter cadet before COVID-19, then he was absolutely exactly. 100% taught critical thinking in an emergency situation. Boom. Boom. Just about to say that. Just about to say that. So, so he absolutely point, possessed the ability to stop and think before he acted. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Because let me tell you something. You think I'm lying about this case? Any other case? Just what's the girl? What's the 16 year old girl? It would happen a couple of years, two years ago. Me and my wife were just talking about it a couple of days, a couple of months ago. She killed her rapist, and what they and what did they? What did the judge tell her? No, not the judge. The prosecutor. He goes, well, if you saw him coming and he was hurting you, you had the chance to use what critical thinking. You could have either stabbed to get him off of you, and then you could have stabbed him, got up and ran, took your keys and ran. You could have drove, called the cops. Don't they tell you? Don't they say that to every single woman that's been in an abuse case? So mm-hmm. don't don't use the same use that same pattern in this case. And he sees it right here when he pulled out his cell phone. So at what point, once again, what can he claim self-defense in this instinct? When he pulled out his cell phone, he already knew he shot. Mm-hmm. If you saw and turned around, you saw this bag of broke food on the ground. It was no reason for you to use excessive shooting. You shot four times, and I thought the—I don't say the thought the law was, but I know there's one two. I know certain states they have a one two law. It's a warning shot. It's yep. one, like one two warning shot. So two shots. If you would have shot him twice, that's when I could say, that's when I, as a jury, I'm looking in, or a prosecutor, or a person that's evidence. That's when I could look in and say, okay, that's self-defense because you shot. One, two, that's one and shot. But to me, it's like you shot, you intended to kill this man over a bag of chips and soda that you claim that's changed. Even if it was changed, the chains wouldn't have hurt you that bad. It would have dazed you a little bit. I got hit with a bat. So it dazed you, but you ain't dead. But unless even, you even with him being hit with a skateboard twice, like, look, come you, 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 you could have shot. a 17-year-old chubby tubby because Godwin House ain't no ghost skinny motherfucker. He's a chubby yeah. tubby. And I'm sure that shit probably hurt and it probably pissed you off. But why don't you just go off and deck the dude in the fucking face, bro? Like, to me... That's what I'm saying. Having been in positions where, like, my life is in jeopardy and I really do have to think. Like, having been in those positions, I can say it's not like I've never been in a position I'm just talking out my ass. No, I've yeah, been in those we've positions, been so I can say... Not okay. in this situation. There was a better yeah, option. There was a better way to handle this. Mm-hmm. Even if he did maybe have to shoot, like you said, a warning shot, or even if he did have to shoot somebody, it didn't have to be the way that it ended. It didn't have to go that way. There was many, many other ways that Kyle could have chosen to handle this. According to the training that he received as a fucking firefighter could get. Yes. He could have chosen to handle That's- it in different ways. Just based off of that training and that training alone. And that's what people gotta understand. We not, we we just, we want you to think, be open-minded, you know, because everybody's is following the media. We're not really following the media. We're just seeing what's out there and we're using our two brains and deepened out, deepening, uh, digging deeper. And yeah. just looking in every early situation and putting cases to cases. I mean, this ain't the first case. Well, this is the first case that he that this like something like this happened. 
But you can look at the shooter that happened in Colorado with the with you know he shot up the people and uh, he shot up the people and uh, at the Batman theater. You know what I'm saying? When he mm-hmm. shot them up, he they asked him they asked him why uh, they asked him why he shot up the people. And he goes, "Oh, I thought for a second that I can get away with it. Like I thought for a second. That means he had some type of form of critical thinking. He thought for a second. So then that, that knows that, that lets me know that Kyle thought for a second. He thought, "Should I harm this man, or should I kill this man?" That's what I'm thinking. Not saying it's true or not, but that's what I'm thinking because everybody has critical thinking. Or if not, then he just labeled dumb. Yeah. So. Um, I, I I want to segue into being a parent. Um, it has bothered me throughout this whole while. One, where's Kyle's dad at in all of this? Because his mother <laughs> dropped him off to be with his father. So... Where where has his dad been at throughout this whole trial? Like, why have we not we not heard from his father as of yet? Um, and then two, his mother keeps you know when whenever she's spoken, she has you know, my poor baby, my poor baby, or you know we're gonna have to trust you know the jury and you know so far they've done a great job of listening and you know. But I don't hear any accountability on the part of the one parent that is speaking owning her part as a parent in the situation. And I say that having raised several children because of the family that I was adopted into and me being required to step up to the plate and raise these children. But two, as me being a parent to a stepchild. As a parent, you are irresponsible if you bring your child around a environment that is volatile. What I mean by that is this riot had already been going on for quite some time. By the time that Kyle Rittenhouse's mother brought him to that town that is irresponsible as a parent and you that's, and that's what I was talking about your children and, and it's it's not like I, it would be one thing if you know the riots and the protesting hadn't even started yet and she brought him to be with his father that'd be totally different and then Kyle chose to make the decisions that he made that would be different that would absolutely be 100% different. But that wasn't the case. She brought him to that town knowing that the town had erupted in violence. And, Why and what we're saying is, is like, ever what we're saying is, is it like, like a form of you're bringing your child into a, a dire and dangerous situation. And he's saying that she bring him to his dad's house. Now, one, like I said, I never heard a statement. I mean, unless you had articles, seen articles or videos of the, the dad made a statement, I haven't seen one. I mean, I haven't seen one. And uh, they said that they asked Kyle, like, how he responded to the Facebook post and stuff like that, yada, 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 right? And 
at what at what point of time did he you know just think about being a just normal child stay inside at your dad's house play the video game with your dad i mean you knew you was in this situation like you knew at your dad's location it was a riot going on not a protest a riot going on you get what i'm saying so what, yeah. what when they when do you take accountability as a parent because they will look at they will look at us like that oh you you put your child in a dangerous situation you yes, neglected your child would have had the roles been reversed and if it had been a black 17 year old boy we absolutely would have been questioned parents on well what did you know where your child was um why was your child why did you bring your child into the city when it was in such a state of uproar like these would have been questions that would have been asked of a black or hispanic or native american family any family that is a brown skin color these are questions that would have been asked by the parents they would have been held to some degree responsible for the actions of their child because they brought that child into that environment and that to me is it bothers me that people aren't even like talking about it talking about that uh-huh. yeah i'm like you know i'm because like people it's don't not- don't think like what you shouldn't be saying about your 17 year old oh my poor baby like no not your poor baby it should be you know what i brought my child into that situation had i been a more responsible parent this would have never happened or exactly maybe maybe he would have snuck out well snuck isn't a word but maybe he would have sneaked out um, and done yeah. what he's going to do because 17 year olds do stupid shit like that they sneak out of the house and they're not supposed to so it's not to say it never would have happened but the chances of it happening would have definitely not been so severe severe I was just about to say that hmm it, it, these, I would love to know these are just questions that we have <laughs> we wonder we ponder yeah. and hey, I would Mr. love Troy to Anderson, you, got a, you got a statement that you want to add <laughs> no, I'm just uh, listening. I kind of, kind of came in halfway, or maybe more than halfway, into what y'all was uh, talking about. I, I, yeah, my view. I mean, I kind of considered some of that stuff. Um, I, I have a whole different perspective on the on the. I don't say a whole different perspective, but I just kind of looked at the whole situation from a different angle than I think many of the people that um that I've been looking you know on Facebook and you know even in the news or whatever I've been looking at people's comments and you know yeah but you know I just see Kyle Rittenhouse you know right now he's a pawn for the for the extremists uh on the right the far right extremists they're not they're doing they're not doing anything but using him as a uh, hey my wife said the same thing yeah, to push their agenda. So they're not going to bring up some of the things that y'all are talking about as far as the mother's involvement, uh, you know, or lack of thereof. Or she basically, um, uh, from what I understand, she kind of told me, go do what you got to do. And uh, so I don't know uh, as far as, you know, we're, we're, we're pushing this on to. Um, you know, I heard y'all talking about the, uh, you know, if he was black or Hispanic, there would be this, this, and that. But 
we don't really have anyone that crazy lives. enough. We don't have crazy well, enough well, seventeen year olds going out there shooting people for no reason. That's not what I was gonna say. I was gonna say we would we don't have anyone outside I'm of ourselves right that would advocate for us like the right the you know the extremists are advocating for for this guy here you know we got to really you know we, we really need to think about that like who would advocate for us right now if that would have been your son or you know or diamond if diamond had a son you know a son that age or would have been one of yeah, my we, I think we we talked about that earlier today. Who were advocating for what group, what for group of people? What group of people would be championing us right now? Like mm-hmm. he was, like he got championed. I don't, I don't think anybody would have. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just my honest opinion. So, you know, we can talk about that. Some of the things that y'all are talking about, but we don't have nothing in my. In my view, as of right now, we don't have no no nobody to compare that to, and that would represent us and, and stuff. So, you know, but he has a, a a movement, Fox TV, and Tucker Carlson, and Tucker Carlson. Yeah, those, they was all deployed. Yeah, they were all behind him because he serves to push their agenda. You know, um, it was interesting. I actually read an article from the Hill earlier today where he said he uh, actually supported the Black Lives Matter movement. He, um, he, he, you know, peaceful protesting and stuff like that. And uh, he said, you know, if it's peaceful, peaceful protest, I support it because he said there needs to be change. There's things that are, you know, I'm not saying that I agree with whether he supports it or not or why he would say that, but he did say that on the talk. Tucker Carlson interview. I don't know if they put that in there uh, on Tucker Carlson's soul, but he did say that, which is interesting in, in and of itself. But, you know, being a military guy, uh, a combat soldier, which I was, I looked at that from, you know, I felt like the prosecution's case from the, the get-go was weak because... Uh, yep, we talked about they, that too. Or are we talking about that too? Yeah, because he... Um, the self-defense thing, you know what? You know, if somebody's running at you, yelling at you, and you got a gun, you, you know, and you're scared or whatever, you are going to shoot them. You know, what fools would actually run at somebody that's got an AR-15? I, you know, I'm looking at these three dudes like, you know, what are, what are y'all doing? Just let this dude run down the street and do his thing or whatever. Why would you challenge him when he's got a, a semi-automatic rifle uh, in, in his possession. So that was interesting. And then when I looked at Kyle Rittenhouse, I'm like, okay, so what skill sets did you have that would lead you to believe that you could go into a hostile environment like that and make a difference? Especially if he wasn't linked up with a, a, a larger group that had a, 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 specific, a specific objective of Hey, what are the most critical areas that we need to secure or help secure? He didn't have that. And then he also said that he was there to provide first aid. Was he first aid certified? I mean, the prosecution didn't attack any of that. They, you know, I just... That's what I said. He he didn't attack anything. He failed on a lot of attempts. Yeah. 
the weapons charge itself was failed because he was within his rights in that state. In that state, based on the the dimensions and the diameter of the weapon, he was within his. Uh, the did they do a test? Did they do a diagnostic test of the of the weapon? Did they do well? The, did they the do measurements? The did they do types of yeah. barrels? The length, of, the length of the barrel and stuff was within the the law for that particular. Uh, state of Wisconsin for someone of his age to be able to to have that weapon in his possession. That's why the judge threw it out. And that's on the so prosecution. my question about that. So right. I was reading the law on that pertained to that. Um, yeah, we're going to break down. Yeah, break that down. With the in measurements, yes. Yes, okay. in Wisconsin specifically. The measurements, right. yes, did allow someone of his age to have that particular gun. However, the reason it should never have been dropped is because with those measurements, he still would have had to be either receiving instruction on the traditional use of mm-hmm. that gun or he would have to be hunting. Neither right. of which Art was tar- done. Neither. Uh, and the prosecutor yeah. didn't even attack that. He didn't right. attack that. So, he didn't ask the questions. So, what that might imply is, was the prosecution really trying to uh, convict him? Convict him? Nope. Or were they just there for the you know media hype? Exactly. Or were they, we do or have were a question. We do have a question from a Mrs. a Miss Waffle Chick. I'm going to go ahead and play it real quick. Buzzwords. I would like to play that game with somebody. Now, I'm just jumping in and seeing what y'all saying. Uh, I'm going to listen and then I'm going to skedaddle. <laughs> okay, well, well we, we totally you. appreciate you wanting to listen in. And, you know, if you feel like I, I have some input that I'd like to give before you skedaddle, we more than welcome it. But if not, you know... Please keep listening. Yes, yes. Appreciate you. Much love. Boop, boop. So now we we're gonna we're talking about the talking about the the West, uh, Wisconsin gun law nine four eight point six zero, Prince C two Prince C A, and that's the open the open carry law and Diamond is breaking it down, and so it was basically saying that he had to have supervision to to have the weapon. We know that Dominic, we know that Dominic Black uh, his friend that's nineteen years old at the time. Has brought the weapon for him, and as of right now, he actually is facing. Uh, he actually is facing what? What three charges right now, Diamond? I think. We yep, was, we and recent- and he could be potentially facing a maximum of twenty five years in prison, just for supplying that weapon to him. Now, my question for you, Troy, I would love to know your take on this, given the fact that Kyle Rittenhouse's charges involving that gun. And his possession of it were completely and totally dropped. I feel like his friend's charges should also be dropped based off of that fact alone. Because if they're yep. saying Kyle isn't res- isn't responsible for this, he did nothing wrong, even though the law clearly states that he, because he did not have adult supervision and he wasn't hunting, he actually did violate law, then mm-hmm. shouldn't, you know... By extension, his friend 
also have his charges dropped because you're basically saying Kyle didn't commit any crime, therefore his friend didn't commit the crime either. Because if okay. Kyle wasn't in, um, if he wasn't illegally in possession of the gun, then that means that the kid didn't illegally give it to him. Okay, what do you right? think about that? Well, I, I now let's remember he was it was self defense was the main. Um, um, charge or whatever the main, uh, not charge the main um, thing that the the defense was bringing. He was defending himself. Um, now, as far as the the gentleman that the friend or whatever that got him the weapons, if he failed to inform that young man that hey, here's this, you know, I don't know if he didn't tell him that he. This is how you use it. I don't know all of that. And it might So I did read an article um and it gave verbatim what his friend said. Um yep, gave him verbatim his friend did that. not actually want to give him the weapon because he was afraid that Kyle would misuse the weapon. Exactly. And he said that the only reason he chose to go ahead and give it to him is because Kyle would have thrown such a big fit, it would have caused a lot of problems. Okay. So he even said, his he said friend that was afraid well. he would misuse and, the gun. And these things were brought up in court? I didn't see that. No. They it was no, never it was not brought up in court. Okay, so who, who that falls on who then? The, the prosecutor. prosecutor. The prosecution, exactly. So, right, so, so what I'm saying is, so what we're saying is getting, getting to and it, right. it, 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 it's like this case was to me a whole sham. It, it's it's all it's Absolutely. all a game. It's all a sham. Absolutely, I I'm not gonna disagree with there at all. <laughs> it is a sham, and people need to see that. Based the jury based on the information that the jury had, and what was relevant to what the charges were. The jury made the correct decision. You know, we're getting, we're let. A lot of people are letting their emotions and and all this stuff get in there, but based on the law, the jury made the correct decision. He was defending himself from three different people that came at him, and he thought his life was in danger. Now. Um, there's a bunch of other stuff that's like some of the points that y'all have brought up even here tonight, all those circumstances around that, but the prosecution never went on that route. They didn't think they had plenty of time to assess this case and look at things of that nature and they failed to do so. That's what makes this case tough I think for people to, to deal with is yeah. Nah they at, what they did they just robbed the case. They just yeah. found loophole what loophole. That's all it was. It was a whole toy right. for against all of them. They all got paid. Yeah because y'all yeah. have to val- y'all have valid points and stuff. And I'm not sitting up here you know and, and, and y'all know I'm not you know I'm not denying anything y'all have to say. Yeah. Unfortunately unfortunately yeah. That stuff was not in, that was not part of the prosecution's case. Yeah, and that's so. what I was telling Nick. I was saying, you know, had these things been brought up, there could have been a different conclusion. 
Absolutely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they need if, to have they need to have more than one black jury up in there too. I know how yeah. they run the jury. I know how they, they have everybody's background and know exactly what they do. I know how they run their X's and O's. They need to have one more black people in there. We need more I don't know. More yeah. They they yeah, I don't know based on the percentage of people that I know they a lot of that's based on percentages sometimes as well. But yeah. Uh, the, evidently the I, you know, the one case they really, you know, not to get onto that is the Arbery case now definitely there. That's where you have one black juror there. And the population, I think, in that area where Ahmaud Arbery was shot is uh, 20 or 30%, I think. 20, 30% of black people live in that, not in that neighborhood, but the, in that jurisdiction. Yeah, and uh, but that's a whole nother story. So we don't. I don't want to jump on that tangent. <laughs> Get off on the. T- <laughs> yeah, we'll be yeah. discussing that one in a few days. And and, and the yeah. judge. Spoke you talking? Yeah, yeah. We got that in a couple of days. We it just tonight. Yeah. We wanted to break down some key points that right. we seen that we the uh note that we saw. The you know, you know we watched the video just like everybody else. We seen things yeah. like uh, seeing little key points. Uh, we feel like the prosecutor was to me like you know I'm not gonna slandering any man but i felt like my five-year-old daughter could have done a uh, six-year-old daughter could have done could have prosecuted this man or this young yeah. boy no, I, I, I think you're valid you know we have to call that like it is that was a, just a total it was, it was horrible it was, yeah. it, was then, uh, weak, it, it was just, a weak prosecution so, weak, so, weak prosecution right um i feel like the judge uh well if you know it is conspiracy theories, but you know, I get into all kinds of I, these type of talks, you know, conspiracy talks, whatever. I have it with you know, different podcast people, but you know, with us, we just straight we like facts because people in our show like facts. But I just feel like the judge had some type of uh agenda. I just felt like he was he was throwing like a lot of laws that he was uh saying live. Uh, I paused the video many times and I started looking up these laws, and uh, he got on the prosecutor's ass about uh, examining. The evidence and uh I think I think the prosecutor was trying to head back to uh Kyle Rittenhouse running around, like coming back to the guy shooting him, whatever like that. He was coming back, he was coming back to that, but he, you know, ended up messing up with the last statement and the last argument he had. So I just felt like the judge had his own his own ground play with, with this with this trial. I feel like he was trying to boss over the 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 trial or the case. The entire time, I feel like he already had his mind set up and rude with Kyle that he was innocent. It it just seems that way, you know. Especially you know how to read people, you know. It just seems like yeah, that. Just, I think he might have been felt like he had to protect him or something. Um, yeah, I, he was definitely. It felt biased. Yeah, he was prof- unprofessional with some of the outbursts that he had. Those are yeah. conversations where you. Come to my chambers, or let's do a sidebar. Yeah, he's talk, something that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and, um, and there were a couple of articles that spoke to the fact that it seemed as if the judge was pushing the jury in a specific direction as far exactly. as what their final decision would be. Yeah, and he definitely. My thing is, go ahead, Tro. I was just gonna say he definitely had some influence there. That's for sure. For definitely for sure, it, it felt like that way. And if we can see it, we know everyone in the world can see it. And it definitely made the right even, like, 
feel like they were right. Uh, you know, feel like, oh yeah, we were right the entire time. It's just like we, it's like they pushed it that way. And then it took us three days to even to even to even hear anything. Three days when it should have been the case that, yeah, self defense, but he still should have been charged with something, not just dropped on all charges. It should have been charged with some type of weapon charge. But it took three days to even figure that out when it's kind of that could have been, you know, in, in my I, opinion, I, a day. I think if the prosecution would have laid out the charges differently, mm-hmm. then. We definitely have a point there, but based on the charges that were brought forth, the jury definitely they had to plead, they had to acquit the, the young man. They had to. They didn't have a choice. Yeah. There was not enough evidence presented or not, I wouldn't say evidence, just the charges were not the charges that were brought by the prosecution just did not fit what was going on. There was more that could have been thrown into those charges. And 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 the the fact that he had a weapon, you guys the fact that he had a weapon that he wasn't trained with properly under the state law, that, that didn't even get addressed by the, the prosecution. So that was not relevant to the case. Because they didn't bring it up. Exactly. So, which is why I think neither Nick or myself, you know, chose to make this about the jury. Because at the end of the day, like you said, like certain points that should have been brought up weren't, and they can't make a decision based off of things that they have not been addressed. They can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely do that. Absolutely. So they're not necessarily they're not to blame. They did the best with what they were given. Right, absolutely. And I think just—it's just—we know had this been a person of color that was on trial, they they would have made a different decision because they would have had different facts given to them. Yeah, yeah, it would have been different facts. Did and matter of fact, data, in my opinion, this person of color, if he would have got the trial, data laid down the charges different. You get what I'm saying? They laid oh, down these charges specifically to look like self-defense. Like I said, this is, you know, I feel like this case right here, this trial is going to be, it's a money picture. This this, this this case right here is going to be on Netflix or Hulu Originals. It's going to be, it's going to show everybody the loophole of how to go out there and look for trouble and then claim self-defense and then get a regular well, murder. I know the That's what I feel like. Said, yeah, the governor said that they need to revisit the self-defense law. Uh, the governor of Wisconsin said that they need to revisit that. It's kind of similar to the standard ground law in some uh, areas and stuff. But yep. He did, he did say that. Now, whether or not they do that is a whole different story. But he said they need to revisit that law because this this case, at least in Wisconsin, has set a precedence in Wisconsin. So That's not good. Uh, That's well, not good. not good, but if someone, a person of color, gets involved in a similar situation somehow, whether it's a riot or whatever, they've set a, a precedence that would be hard for them to 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 uh, to refute. Mm-hmm. So, from that perspective, you know they've opened up a can of worms. That's but at the I same time, Nick and I had discussed earlier that you know when these laws were written 
they were written for us as three-fifths of a person. So they're going to find a way to, if a case like this comes up and it involves a person of color, they're going to find a way to manipulate it so that yep. it doesn't apply to us. That's that's why, that's why, and that's why, and that's why I said, that's why I just said, I had said that if it was a, people, a person of color, they're going to lay down these charges different. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, they're not going to lay down yeah. the same charges as Kyle Rittenhouse. Even if, even if, it's, black, if, if it's a black person in the same situation that Kyle Rittenhouse was in, he, they, they called him to, to do help. He went out there with yada, 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 shot the person in self-defense, whatever. Even if it's the same exact case as Kyle Rittenhouse. I kid you not. They're going to lay down these charges a different way. And I guarantee he's going to be indicted on at least two or three of these charges. Yeah. They did a good job, uh, the defense attorney, that he had did an excellent job. He had one little slip up during the closing argument, I thought. I wouldn't say a slip up, just where he kind of went, said said something that he was. Say something. He yeah. said. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. About he the black pastors. Uh, well, no, you're talking about um, the black pastors. That's with um, the Aubrey. Oh yeah, that's with Aubrey. Sorry. I was talking. No, you're okay. I was talking about the um, the defense attorney. He made a political statement. He brought up politics in it when he was saying this is not about politics. Like he was trying to, you know, in, in, to say that the prosecution was making political stuff but he he you know he did the same thing in his closing that was the only slip up or contradiction i thought he had he had a his attorney was actually there for him because tucker carson carson then wanted to have a film crew follow him through all of this and the attorney the defense attorney said no way <laughs> so the defense attorney you, you see what out. i mean look you, you see what i meant this, this if he he wanted some he wanted a crew to follow him, like I said, yeah. people need to really wake up. Really, you know, really wake up. I'm sorry, I'm getting like pissed off, you know, and I can see it. Is a is a money grabber, you know, and, and it's like a slap in the face. It's like you slap in the face and then like and you're calling me a liar or you're calling me not calling me a liar. You you, you, you just think I'm stupid, right? Like you make it feel like I'm I'm, I'm like you know I'm incompetent, right. and, and 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 we and I see what's going on. Right in front of my our faces. So if I can see it, I, I just want the world to see it. I want, especially our people, our people of color, to see yeah. it. That yeah. don't 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 try this at home, kids. Yeah, we got. Yeah, we got. You know, everything that's going on right now, we got some things that we got to reevaluate as black people because um, right now, all of the help that we, you know, I I don't want to get too far off on this, but. Um, all of the help that the Democrats had for, you know, you know, since we're kind of talking politics a little bit, and I don't, that's why I don't bring it up on our page too much because, you know, I, I'm not a Democrat or a Republican, but you can always come to us on this show. This show, you can always explain yourself. You already know what Black is about. Yeah, I know. You don't got to go with nothing. We haven't had any. Thing of note done for us by this administration. Uh, nope. They got some, yeah, you know, they threw a couple of minorities and women and different things into the his cabinets and all that. But that's just show show stuff for me. But they haven't really 
you know, nobody's doing nothing for us. I hope we're seeing that this time around. Like these cats is not out here representing when, for us. What, why can't well, we come up with I our said. own party? What, what what does it need to take to come up with our own party? Like uh, just we need form a, one. It's just kind of like the tea parties and stuff, you know. You just form them, but to be able to get enough people in it to make it pol- a political power, that's yeah. You know, that's you know, what that's, I'm saying. That's the key. That's, yeah. that's, yeah. We don't have that as a black community, or we could no. have it, but nobody wanted to back us up. No, yep. see, that was and, the thing. and that's oh, something I had said. You know, when it came time to vote, is I don't want to vote for either one of these people. Yeah, but wow. I got to choose the lesser of the evil. Yeah, I don't know if it really is or not, though. To be honest with you, because um, they the same thing, man. It, yeah, you, th- you really think about it. Like it's just it's just Democrats are there is a flip row, flip row. They, they got know? their own. They're trying Agenda. to push towards a. Uh, uh, you know, you listening to Bernie Sanders, like most of the Democrats, uh, that far left, whatever they call it, they trying to push that Bernie Sanders stuff, man. Like that's not reality. Like, you know, there's no government on this planet that lives like that. <laughs> you know, humanity's not built to share like that and do all that nonsense. And, um, you know, um, it, it, it's sad because you know, we you know, we say that lesser of evils, but none of them have rep rep for us. Me, I mean Obama didn't even rep for us, to be honest with you. He was pushing a, a whole nother agenda. He mm-hmm. he didn't what did he do? I mean you know what, I'm what did he do, you know? Yeah, and... I mean at least Trump at least Trump threw some money at us our the black colleges and some of the prison reform stuff that he did actually benefited uh, black people, you know, uh, helped our cause. That's out. why you've never heard me attack Trump right. as far as being a good bad president. Because yeah. I'm not going to. I've attacked Trump's racist point of views. Right. But I'm not going to attack him as a president. Um but because uh, yeah. he has done some things for us, he did. Yeah. So he I can't work. just be like, "Oh, he well, made a terrible president." And I personally yeah. feel like he was better as a businessman than a president. Yeah. Um, and I do yeah. feel like, as far as being a president, he did bring some good things to the table from a business right. perspective. And yep. that is where I think he did the most for us as a people. Right. But I think he did a lot of harm to us. Um, as far as his racist ways of thinking that he brought into the presidency. Okay, so um, think about. Can I let me? Let me well, he well he also. I want to challenge y'all down that right quick, just for a second. Okay, okay. Or not challenge you, but let me ask this. You know, his, most of his rhetoric was against the Latin Latin community, and yeah, he made some um, comments about shithole countries and. Africa or whatever, but yeah. you know Trump's always Trump is always, you know, he's always been about just getting that that attention and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you know he's he he's he's rolled with black people and stuff and you know hung out and you know it's it's goes with money. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he runs with money, 
and stuff. So what what did he actually say that directly attacks our community? Like what did he actually say that you remember? For me, it's never yeah. been about did he say something about our community and that's never right. been my argument with him. I right. yeah, never had an issue with racism, period. That's actually something that. I've had to address in my personal life too. Yes, um, I understand that. Racism as a whole is what has always bothered me. I have not right. necessarily been a oh well, you're only being racist to one particular people. That right. is kind of to me not even mm. the point. Right. It's mm. just I've had an issue with him saying racist things. Period. Or saying right. um, sexist things. Right. Um, yeah, but to say disrespecting women was was, was it was yeah. you know what it was for us. Right now, okay. for us black okay. people. Now, as far as black people, I haven't, haven't haven't heard him really say anything, but that was like Diamond said, it wasn't really an argument that right. uh, we was you know brung it up. Yeah, you know, but, you know, I just feel like he divided the nation in a way, like in a way he he unmasked the stuff that he was saying. He unmasked the racist people that were out there. You know, he gave them oh, a yeah. platform to feel comfortable. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Yeah, that's yeah. what I Absolutely. felt. That's what I had an issue with. That's what yeah. I have an issue with. And I had people tell me, well, Nick, you're a Trump supporter, yada, yada, yada. See, let me tell you something. I liked Trump since I was younger when I was in, like, middle school because he had the apprentice show and how how he was when he was doing business is what I like. I like the, I like certain characteristics of what he had when he was younger. But, you know, when I got older, I started seeing the taxes that he did, and I didn't like that. You get what I'm saying? So he just was comfortable on the platform, and he and he embodied racism. He embodied hatred. He embodied just... Like the 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 feelings and and thoughts that ignorant people already had, right? They just, he just made them feel comfortable. You yeah, gotta realize that's the issue we had. Yeah, because a lot of the far far right people don't like Trump. They just use him because yeah. When he endorsed Israel, uh, when he endorsed Israel, that pissed a lot of the far right, the white supremacists. They're not down with that. And see, that for me is where, again, like I said, I never took issue with him necessarily being our president for reasons like that. Because as a person who believes in God, um, for me, the scriptures do say, you know, those who side against Israel will pay a hefty price for that. Because let me stop you, though, one minute. (laughs) And this is a whole different thing, but those. Those people in Israel aren't the true Israelites. I hope y'all know that. Like, uh, yes, I do. Okay, all uh, right. But anyway, go ahead. Just... For me, it was like those type of decisions, I'm not going to say, oh, he's a bad president, he's a good president. Right. Because right. I know there are some people who, you know, believe the same way that he does um, right. and feel like what he did was justified as a president. Um, yeah. So I've never really attacked that. And I've yeah. taken huge issue with, you know, the comments that he has made about third world countries that the right. majority of the population is black. Um, but again, that goes to racism as a whole and him giving a platform to racists in America that makes him feel comfortable. That's yeah. been my number one issue with him. Not yeah. is he a good president or is he a bad president? It was more about him as a person has been right. my issue with him. Yeah, That's I, why I said, for me, it was choosing the lesser of the two evil because I wasn't really looking at him or Biden as a president. I was looking at them as a person. Yeah, and that's what and that's what mostly Americans uh, do. 
you know, they, 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 you know, a lot of people do look at the political form and what they actually do stand for. But some people look at them as a person. You get what right. I'm saying? Like some people actually look at that background, like Biden. Oh, well, you, you, you was, you said this at your speech at one time, and yada yada yada. They, we look at you as a person. And I know that's one thing about me when I go to vote is I look at you as as that person no. that you're gonna run my country. You get what I'm saying? So, because you know Biden was all about the three strikes and you're out and. Yeah, uh-huh. all for it. And, and and even before that, he was against uh, a lot of the things you know for against black people. And you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, uh, what I would say uh, our black leadership, uh, the spiritual side of it, the pastors and stuff. They just you know uh, uh, like. Uh, Senator Clyburn or Representative Clyde James Clyburn and people like that, and you know even Stacey Abrams, I love that sister, you know. But for some reason, they, you know, we, you know, we have this. I call it the Messiah conflict, and we just, you know, we look into to one white, you know, one white person or or, or a few of them to to deliver us, and. You know, that's that's our biggest, one of our biggest downfalls. You know, Malcolm X used to talk about that. You know, we have the Messiah conflict. Or That's why at- I get so upset when <clears throat> white allies want to try to talk for us because I realized early on in my involvement um, in this movement and in my personal life speaking up about, you know, these type of things, is that if we give them too much room, they're going to become, so to speak, our savior in our minds. And I don't want that to happen. Right. That's their that's their conditioning is to save us because they, yep. what is they, yep, they condition. You know, they're conditioned to do that because we can't, you know, it looks like to them on the outside that we can't, you know, save ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And that's, you know, but I, yeah, I see where you're coming from with that, you know, and we do have to be careful of that. I mean, I had some people telling me that, you know, like, you know, that was non-black. <laughs> we were talking about the Rittenhouse. It's like, Troy, you know, if, if they was black, that wouldn't happen or it would be different. And I'm looking at you yeah. like, what? <laughs> What? <laughs> I had the I had personal message. I'm like, what? How would you, you know, like, let me educate you right quick. Like, how are you gonna? You're not qualified to say that. You got all these white allies and people saying that. Well, if he was black, what are you talking about? We know, and that's all I've been hearing. That's all I've been hearing. Like, yeah, we we, like, we, we, are, we already know this. We don't need we you to know tell us. Yeah, and yeah. We don't yeah, because we've been getting shot and killed by the cops and and all not you know that's just <laughs> that aspect of it and discriminated against with housing, education. What are y'all talking about? Like, why yeah. would you? Let, let me that? let me let me educate you right quick. Come come in, bring it, bring yeah. this. So I have that's to, uh, I, and I know sometimes I seem I come out seeming seeming so harsh, but that's why I've 
throughout this whole thing been very anti-lip service. Like, I don't want to hear your opinion. I really don't. And I'm not, it's not like me trying to say, sit down and shut up. But I don't want to hear your opinion because I live in this skin. I live this life. I know this already. So I'm not depending on you to tell me what I already know. I'm not depending on you to do for me what I can do for myself. Even if it takes me a little longer to get there. I appreciate the help that you're, you know, providing and getting me there a little faster. But I don't need it. And I don't want you thinking that I do. Yeah, because we had an ally, you know, I, I don't know if y'all had saw about a, maybe a few weeks ago, we had the Snow Canyon situation where the kid was, uh, one of the students was bringing this, had a Confederate flag on his truck. Uh-huh, and, I saw and, it. Yeah, and so the ally contacted me, he's like, I saw this, Troy, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to look into it, but okay, I'm like, well, what are you going to do about it? And they were like, what? I'm like, what are yeah. you going to do about it? Yeah, 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 we, yeah, yeah, what yeah. are you going to do about it? <laughs> you, it would be more effective for you to do that than me. They expect me to do that. They expect, <laughs> you know, Black Lives Matter to come in. But she ended up going to the uh, district and they they slammed that down real fast. Like, yo, get, you know, because the, pre- the principal wasn't going to do nothing about it. And I'm not even done with that yet. I'm still, I'm just, uh, you know, I, I got some some uh, texts that she sent me from the district and stuff. So I'm still going to address it. Like, why didn't the principal shut that down when he got two different phone calls? Yeah. You know, but anyway, I know we're getting on all this other stuff. But anyway. So we got, uh, we did uh, have we got um, a couple of uh, audios to play. So I was going to yeah, play once those. Yeah, I y'all do that because we're getting way off topic. Uh, it's from a silverback alien let's see greetings to the panel I hope y'all having a good evening I was just flipping through uh, stereo streets of course I seen the title so you know I'm gonna stop and listen for a minute but um y'all was talking about Trump and you know what he's the good he's done and the or versus the bad. Um, yeah, it's Trump, man. But the one thing that sticks out the most in my mind, amongst all of his shenanigans and BS, and I'm God, I'm talking too much. I'm about to do another one. But he um, he was a good um, businessman for sure. I mean, he made some real hard calls up there that pissed off a whole lot of um, his constituency. Hang on one second. Mm. But uh, the way they pissed off, you know, the way he pissed off the establishment, you know, we remember when he went to office, he was like a bull in a china shop. He's firing people left and fucking right. He's going off. He's cussing people out. He's tweeting this. He's tweeting that. And that that's all. OK, whatever. I could have dealt with all that bullshit, but he was a racist motherfucker off the jump. Yeah. Um, that goes all the way back, but the, the, the one good example, and I know y'all remember, hang on. And like I was saying, the one example that I know you remember is when he did not, when he did not chastise white supremacy and, or the Aryan nation or whoever the hell was up there in Charlottesville, Virginia, 
when they were taking down that damn monument and the, and the people, the protesters were having a peaceful protest and some white dude in some Camaro or whatever the fuck he was driving went through the crowd and he hit the people and shit. And y'all remember Trump come on TV? He didn't, he said, you both were wrong. You know, without saying, nah, this dude drove over people. He didn't even acknowledge that. And of course, it's racially charged, you know, a dude hit a black lady, and I'm, he's all black people, but the dude driving some white dude, but he didn't say nothing about the whole racial issue. He just was like, whatever. So he, he subliminally told white America, that what section of white America, I feel like he told that section of white America that, yo, that's how I really feel, subliminally, because after that, is when, you know, all the... Remember, people all over America was tripping out because uh, they was having these protests where people were taking the uh, those statues down, which need to come the fuck down. But um, it just, you know, he's, he's a racist, man. He doesn't give a fuck about us. He doesn't give a fuck about poor white people either. Right. You know, that's the thing. He, You know? But Biden? Oh, man. This motherfucker is creepy and evil as hell. I don't trust this shit. I don't trust none of them motherfuckers. I don't trust him. None. Anymore. Obama okay. too. Camilla, Camilla, Camilla. Shit. Camilla, Camilla, But my thing was that what Trump's actions or his lack of actions at Charlottesville um, empowered that certain group of white America. And they stuck their chest out and was like, oh, he's racist like us. Oh, cool. We can be real racist. I know y'all remember between 2016, 2017, 2018. White America was bold as fuck. Because their president yeah. was racist. They was like, well, damn, so can we be? Right. You know, I mean, they, they, very they apparent. <laughs> so I don't know if it had been good to keep them in office or not. I mean, race relations was like a motherfucker. People getting shot every day, the police, all that wild shit. So I don't know. But he was a good businessman. I get that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but like I thought, what I'm saying is, he, he right. Like, man, dude, they I love that. They unmasked the racist like crazy. It's like, yeah, I, I remember I haven't, I haven't got called the N-word so many damn times in like, in like just two weeks, man. Two weeks I got called the N-word so many damn times. I'm like, damn. Yeah. I'm a nigga today. I'm a nigga today. I'm a nigga today. Nigga today. Oh, my God. Like, damn. Right. But yeah. that's, that's how it was. And, then, and, and it was just like, they didn't care. Well, my, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, my president is racist. Your president was black. Cool. I guess we all got something. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just horrible. But thank you yeah. for that. Thank you for that, uh, Silver Black. Absolutely. That was, an, yeah, I'm glad he brought that up because I did forget about that. Yeah, that was, yeah, Trump was nothing more than a, a catalyst. And like y'all, we were saying that he, he provided a platform. Yeah. You know, and now we're seeing all these senators and, House rep mm-hmm. people, they all coming out the woodworks. I mean, yep. go start. Yeah, I mean, it's we getting to see everything right now. <laughs> yeah, it's going. Hey, we getting they, you, we getting throw the, we getting throw it in. Yeah, exactly. We getting throw it in there. It just shows you there's a, there's a, a change is in the air, you know, and these people realize it and they're scared and they're fighting to keep a way alive. They're they're they're, they're, they're mm-hmm. fighting to keep their place. You know, and, and then it's, it's not changing, relevant you know. no more. But they won't, they nope. won't be able to do it. That's the thing is, it's changing. It really is, and that's why you see them trying to change the voting laws and everything. You know, and but it it is definitely changing, and we just gotta. You know, I was talking to my mother about it, and she's like, you know, as bad as this is, 
She's like, Jim Crow, y'all don't know. Like, we had it so much different. And I'm like, yeah, I yeah, you know, I, I need to tell her I understood. I said, I see you. She said, just keep it cool and keep doing your thing. That change is coming. They can't, you can't stop it. You know, we're just making it the change harder because of the resistance that, that's here. But it's just like, you know, getting really really quick it's just like this dixie state utah tech thing it oh happened. man it happened. oh man it changed it changed man you know all these cats crying y'all know y'all you know <laughs> yep it changed <laughs> man look i have mad it look it changed a lot oh yeah. man i was like man hey mm-hmm. diamond go ahead and play those two messages yeah 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 do your thing Hell yeah. And as far as the Ritter House trial, um, I, I watched just as much as I could stomach. And, um, you know, I don't know, four or five minutes. I watched, you know, the sections where they read his fucking innocent, where they gave me acquitted him and whatnot. And, I mean, you know, I look, man, everybody, I got my own vantage point on how I view what happened. Self-defense is self-defense. I get it. That's cool. That's not my issue. And as far as him going to, you know, um, court and all that shit, not going to jail, that's still not my issue. Because I expected that. Yep. Motherfuckers, that's that's the, I'm not surprised, man. This is white supremacy, dude. Wow. They, they let that white boy off. They let his mama off. Yeah. Hell, hang on. <laughs> but my thing is it's white privilege that's what I took from this whole fucking thing because out of all those riots last year the all thousand all over the nation all that shit that was going on I would, t- I would dare any of us melanated brothers or sisters to go to a active fucking riot with a fully loaded AR-15 mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's the privilege mm. Mm. We couldn't ever do get the fuck. How did we gonna show up with our AR 15? We gonna get shot holding that motherfucker. They like, hey, we're gonna have a firefight one. I'm telling you, so that's what I took from it. He was allowed to do that to from the jump. We can't walk up no damn riot with a fucking assault rifle. We'd be dead on on, on, on sight. Yeah, everybody's like, Oh, no, no, you wouldn't shut the fuck. I I argued this shit yesterday and day before. It's just people don't see it. I see it, but whatever. Yeah, people don't and see that it. is what Nick and I have been talking about at the beginning of this and even in the middle of it. Yep. Um, right. Just we all know we all know this. And yep. so my thing with this whole thing has been it's a shame. It's, it's not going to change until we say we are not three fifths of a person. So the and laws be a thing. need to yep. change. The laws need to change so that we are considered a whole person just like Kyle Rittenhouse was considered. Because until Correct. that happens, until laws change, it's going to keep thing. going this way. It's yeah, going to keep going this way. That, so you're you're saying that law hasn't been changed in the Constitution? Is that, is that what you're implying? You look or? at the Constitution, the Constitution, you know, Men that, you know, like I said, we just broke down 9.3.938 uh, Wisconsin legislation, the gun law. We broke it down as much as like a normal person can in an hour or two. 
You get what I'm saying? You can look at the Constitution for you can look at the Constitution. It is not made for minorities or black people or Native Americans or anything of well, color. When we when we became it's full three fifths. Yeah, when we became full citizens, that eradicated the three fifths. When we you eradicated you know, the okay, is, but you what still, I'm but you still the laws go, go are still operating as if we are three yep. fifths of a person. Right. Exactly. So until those laws that are still operating that way change, mm-hmm. we're going to continue to be seen in a court as three fifths yep. of a person, which means we're exactly. not going to get away with doing the exact same thing that a white person of the same age does. And, what and that's I'm... why we keep saying change the what? Why we keep saying change the what? Change the justice system because we because of what? Because we're three fifths. Reform the value right. up in the church. I mean, yes. not in church, in the, you, in the court. But you have in the to courthouse. realize, and this is where I'm, I'll probably differ a little bit. Is I don't think it's the laws that need to change because we, you know, we legislated civil rights, we legislated voting rights, we legislated uh, desegregation in the schools. All that stuff was legislated back in the you know the fifties and sixties and stuff. And uh, so then we need to go, we need to go okay. So it's there's a heart a, issue. yeah, yeah, that's yeah, and that's where I was going with yeah. it. We got to change, and I think, I mean, look at it for real, though. Look at it for real. Uh, and I'm gonna use this Dixie State, Utah State thing as, as a barometer. If as many people as they said out here didn't want that Dixie State name change, it wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. A bunch of people just don't, they ain't saying nothing. And that that's that silent majority. See, and a lot of these people think, you know, I have some friends that are, you know, they're into the QAnon and all that. And they're like, just wait until the silent majority, you know. And they felt like the silent majority was going to be the people that was going to rap Trump and get them reelected and stuff. But the silent majority was... <laughs> The ones that didn't say nothing and didn't vote for that fool. So that silent majority, as we saw here, just right here in St. George, when they changed from Dixie State to Utah Tech, they was like, nobody's came, you know, there's a small band of people. And Martin Luther King said this too. He said this in an interview one time. He said there's a small group of people in this country that wants you to think that this country doesn't want to move forward and and be more equitable, uh, there's a small group of people that are making a lot of noise. And, and, and that's what's happening, I think, even right now in, our, in this nation is there's a small group of people that are trying to hold on to this power and they just can't stop what's coming, you know. They're just making the the, the transition um, uh, more intense. They, yeah. They, but they can't stop it. And, yeah. You know. And the laws they need to change, but they're not going to change until hearts change, or until I, the hearts that are good start speaking up. Until they get brave and start speaking up. People have to die off. I hate to say that. <laughs> It's the truth. People have to, <laughs> people have to die off. Generations have to die off. I mean, these McConnells. I, I don't care for McConnell, Pelosi, none of them. These people, they need to die off. 
and and these this newer generation needs to come come to fruition. That's that's all this is about, really. You know, I, y'all know me. I'm not into this the spiritual stuff, you know, or the religious mm-hmm. stuff, stuff, but even man, let me become a politician. I'm changing. One of the <laughs> metaphors of one of the metaphors of why the people wandered in the desert for as long as they did after the exodus was because that generation of Israelites had become so corrupted by supposedly corrupted by the Egyptian uh, religion yep. way of life. They, they had to die off so they can start from scratch or from yep. Israel or whatever. And that's the same thing you have to, that's happening in this country is people have to die off. You know, the people in power and I mean, look at Joe Biden. He's what, 78? Mm-hmm. He's still got two years left, man. This dude can, bear, you know, he's walking weird. I mean, come on. Trump's 74. Pelosi, all of these people come from a different time period. I don't care you know, they wasn't pushing, uh, Pelosi wasn't pushing her some of this nonsense that she's supposedly pushing back then. She was, she, she didn't have to grow up in Jim Crow and all that like our parents did. Yeah. You know, they they grew up on the other side of the fence, the white privilege, like a silverback alien was saying. You know, so, shit, they living good. They got their heaven on earth right now. You know, while our people are talking about praise Jesus, you know, and I'm not being disrespectful to you or Nick or anyone else, but that's, you know, we're, we're the ones that talk about God's going to come and save us and, and, and Jesus Christ praise, you know, and all that while these people are living, they're living fabulous, (laughs) you know, and, and that's the problem I have with some of the things that we do. We, you know, we keep, looking outside of ourselves we always looking for someone else uh whether it's a celebrity or joe biden or whoever um yeah i i just feel like i just feel like uh today what we talked about i definitely agree with you agree with you on that sense i just feel like i don't put my my attention into these celebrities i mean i don't i don't, I don't idolize them or whatever like that and then yeah. uh, I just, for the people, I try to help just ordinary people, just like me and right. you and Diamond and stuff like that. And so I advocate for the for people that don't have a voice. And so I want to be the voice for them. But I also, yeah. it's not even been the voice. I'm actually want to be someone that can, you know, at least point them in a direction to change laws. So if something happens to them, they can be fully protected instead of being half-assed or thrown in jail for 15 years for having a yeah. joint in the damn pocket. You know, I, yeah. I want to, that's, that's the, the main goal of this. And, uh, and it's for the people. Well, we're and I don't even want to be the voice for the people. I want to be the, the, the bridge to give them that courage that they think they don't have, that they do. Right. Yeah. We're going to play two messages by Silver uh, Back Alien, and then uh, we're going to do a wrap-up statement, and then we're going to, you know, check, check you guys out for I – mean, check out, because then All we right. have a next show coming up in a couple of days for the All RB right. case. All right, I'll definitely be trying to. You no, know, y'all talking about the Constitution now. I don't know, man. I ain't looked at that shit in a long time. I gotta pull up my notes, but <laughs> it don't matter if it changed or not. Um, the white supremacy machine is running on all cylinders when it comes to fucking us over. Oh, so, 
you know, I, I, I hear you, sister. I know what you mean. And and you, you know, I feel you. The laws should be, should be changed. A lot of laws should be changed. But even so, the laws that have been changed, has anything changed for us? Nope. Not we're really. Out, we're putting too much money. So, our, our money. my thing is, hang on. Much of our money in there. Play the next one. We gotta stop spending our money Cheap with them. You said it. <laughs> Especially on all these motherfucking European holidays. Yep. I keep telling motherfuckers you spending all your damn money on on you make your baby happy make your baby happy on 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 their birthday. But we 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 are so our minds have been amalgamated so perfectly to this European concept world we live in. Mm. We go broke on Christmas to make sure our babies got Christmas. Mm. I mean, look, man, if everybody kept their motherfucking money in their pocket and decided to make a a bank, a state See? bank, if you get everybody in a state and say, all right, fuck it, we're going to put the money together, you would topple the economy. You take over everything. But we can't come together and do it. That's the only way we're going to win is economically, man. That's it's the only fucking way we got right now. That's it. Hey, Diamond. How yeah. many times did I say that exact same statement that he has said? Okay. We just talked about this before. We uh, so many tonight. times. And so many times. I think, I think the statement that we can't do it is not true. We can. Because yeah, we can. I'm from Oklahoma. We proved we can do that. Lots of other states proved they can do that. Um, I think the fear um, for a lot of people is we saw what happened the last time we did, and we're afraid it will happen again. Exactly. That's why I say I want to be the, the, the bridge no. that gives people courage to know, okay, it happens again. Look, this, and this is where that phrase that a lot of young people came, you know, started saying, we're not our ancestors. We're going to fuck you up behind this shit. Because we're not our ancestors, we're not our grandparents, we're not our great grandparents. If you do it again this time, oh, we got something for you now. We got. Like, we have for a voice ass. now. We have. We're we're educated now. We're starting to educate ourselves. We're starting to learn who we really are. So we're gonna put in place plans. And next if you thing do in this line, again, if you destroy our to... stuff again. Yep. We got something planned. We got something for you. We for if that happens well, again, we've got insurance. Y'all... We've got all of these things that we will. We got laws with. that we got laws that will protect us as a, as a yes. community, as a nation. You get what I'm saying? Okay. As long as we if we fight for that, that's what I'm saying. We fight for that, and every, and every powerful individual that is black, our powerful leaders, our powerful black leaders, come together and we sit down with them and they say, "Hey, this is what we need to do economically for our black community." Okay, but we start uh, building again. Y'all realize that that's what Malcolm X was talking about, and there's people uh, that are not going to be down with that because they're getting paid by the go- federal government. They're yeah, we. Great, yeah, that's know? understandable. And some of those are our most respected leaders. But what I was going to say really quick is y'all really need to maybe think about doing a show on why it seems as though it's hard for black people to unify because this goes back to Africa or Al-Qaeda yeah. or Kemet or whatever y'all want to talk about. With all these great societies and civilizations that we had, why were we colonized so easily by the Europeans and the Arabs? You know, we don't, you know, and you still see the same issues going over there right now in Africa you know, that's where Malcolm X spent a lot of his time was he was over there trying to tell these 
leaders of these nations, like y'all need to get it together over there so y'all can help us out over here and stuff. But we have the same, there's an issue that we don't talk about that we, and we might not even be totally fully aware of it. I don't think we're fully aware of it because I think that we got brainwashed. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. it's brainwashed or nope. something got something's missing. Well, we definitely we got... have an issue with colorism within our own peoples, and um, right. well, what what made it that way? What made it that what yeah, made it that way? Drugs, well, drugs, money, envy, well, things. Is, but the government put into back. our society, into our community. See, but brother, this is going back. We're talking, you know, pre thirteen hundreds, dog. You're not, you know. This back. How how was our continent with all these great civilizations that existed so easily conquered by those of a smaller uh, population? Actually, mm-hmm. the, the, the the European or the white person, as we call them, are they're the minority globally. They're the minority. So how were they able to to to, to con- You know, why were we so divided that we didn't see that threat? Now, yeah. when we look at our, our 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 Holocaust here, I like to call it a Holocaust because it is. It's a Holocaust that our people have went through here. We know some of the issues here that have caused us to, you know, because we hate ourselves as a, as a people. You know, yeah. that's good. I'm I'm gonna be real. Like I'm gonna get real, real, right quick. I know y'all got to wrap this up, but I remember. When I was, in, you know, in Florida, when I was in Florida, I was in like the eighth and ninth grade. And we used to say, whoever had, no, your skin is blacker than mine, you know, as though it was a bad thing. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do that too. Yeah, and, and so, you know, for example, I a, just, I just had the same issue come up within my own family. Oh, yeah. Um, because, you know, I, this is, it's so real for me because, my family won't say it but well they say it but they say it in their own way they feel as if my brother and I um, were colonized by our white family because we were adopted into a white family so they feel that we've taken on those white man ways but at the same time the our black family they suffer with the issue of colorism they attack each other based off of Oh well, your skin's lighter than mine, or you—the yeah. way you talk is this way, or the way you act is this way—and it's just—that's mm-hmm. a fight that I've been fighting well, my whole life, and it's so real when we talk about this because it's like it affects our families. Like it has to start within our own homes before we can change it as a whole, as a people. Yeah, because that starts—you know—here in this country. The, the Europeans, our former slave masters, taught that. They they indoctrinated us. To, mm-hmm. to help. They used to use that, that house slave or that house Negro, as you, what we call it, uh, as a buffer between uh, them and us. You know, yeah. these are some of the things that, you know, I think y'all should really like, you know, maybe when you get some time, put something together, do some research or whatever. And let's, you know, y'all should do a show on that. And let's, let's, Let's talk about it and let's do it. That's yeah. that be that, not our next show, but we can that that can be the show after our mod case. Yeah, I want y'all to do that because I'd love to get in on that one for sure. That's kind okay. of the thing that interests me more than anything else is 
how because what what we're talking about when we're talking about unifying and becoming one that's that's a new that's a new frontier for black people because oh yeah, yeah. point to me in history outside of our Jim Crow and maybe even you know our Jim Crow days is probably where I think we've probably been the most united because we had to be but even you know prior to that you can't really point to 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 me out to me throughout history where black people were united and won you know against what we've been going through but anyway um okay Y'all need to probably do y'all follow ups. Yeah, do our, yeah, do we our gotta, little wrap up. We're gonna have a sign off. All right. Sign off time. Uh so I wanna thank you, Troy, for uh you know, jumping on with us, you know, after in the middle of our show. Uh we appreciate it. We appreciate you, uh our participant, Silverback Alien. We're gonna play your voice right quick and then we'll wrap up with our statement. I'm ready. Hey man, mad love to y'all, man. And uh, I just follow y'all, so whatever y'all do, y'all next show, hopefully I can come check y'all out, you know. Um, we thank you for the follow. All I do is study, you know, transatlantic slave trade. And you're right when you talk about the Arabs. Uh, hell, they they was in the slave trade a thousand years before Columbus was even born. Even uh, born. Uh, trades, man. You got to Central africa the whole nine so yeah i love what y'all doing man you know this is this is what these are the things i look for on stereo for the most part you know um y'all keep your minds straight keep your hearts open and uh keep doing what y'all doing man god bless god bless thank you thank you like i said uh appreciate that like i said i appreciate you Troy. and uh we're gonna do like a little rival statement we're going right. to talk about, um, not talk about, but like just say that um, for everybody listening today, like I said, we wasn't doing any slandering. We wasn't uh, condemning anyone. We were just going over facts that we that, that we pointed out from the videos and, you know, from the trial, from the notes that we took. Um, we just want to get, you know, have everybody have an open mind, open section here today or tonight. And that's all what it is uh, with me and Diamond. You know, we, we speak our facts, you know. We take heavy punches and we roll with it. That's who we are. Um, and as far as the black community, for my people of color, you know, I want you guys to look at this trial and, you know, use it as a learning tool, you know, uh, you know, as a way to protect yourself at all times. Uh, you know, keep your head, you know, keep your head above, you know, give your, give your faith and your praise to God. You know, that's what we stand for, you know, for people, our allies, you know, use this as a, as a teaching tool, as an educational purposes, uh, to see our mindset. Like I said, this wasn't a black, a white thing argument that we started to do tonight. We wanted to to argue all sides. That's what we do. Um, we don't really pick um, favorites. And so we just want to, you know, like I said, keep you guys with an open mind. That's really what it was tonight. I appreciate Diamond, like always. He always tells it like it is. I appreciate Troy today. Uh, he tells it like it is, and he gave us some some key points today. And uh, we see you on our next show. I think it is in five days. I think it is. I think it's five days. And after that, we'll talk about and discuss anything after that. Hit us up on WhatsApp, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, at Black Tea. Um, you can also look, hit us up on our radio section as well, uh, Black Tea LLC Radio. Uh, you know, submit your radio, submit your, I mean, submit your music and all that like that. So chill out, check out.
God bless. Peace out, y'all.